Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Respond to that because, you know, Mark does have a point there. If we're not going to call people, if we're not going to categorize people, is one of the solutions wouldn't not be let's not categorize. That's absolutely not the argument. The argument is there are boys and there are girls. And if we want to talk about the but parental what about, rights... But what, what about those individuals in the middle? It's not black and white. Many times there is a gray. There are boys and there are girls. And that may bother some people, but it's still fact. And that's the argument. And one of the many... I didn't know I'd have to tell people this. I was actually shocked when I was there on News Nation yesterday... And I think they're putting together something that's going to be really worthwhile as a network. I do. I believe that. But to be part of a conversation where people disagreed that there are boys and that there are girls. There's nothing wrong with not saying boys and girls. There's nothing wrong with just referring to them as everybody or friends. We don't have to categorize them. Categorizing as boys and girls isn't something that should be shocking to the system it shouldn't be problematic it should be standard operating procedure and to say anything else is to codify the idea that somehow there aren't boys and girls or that people can decide if they're a boy or a girl which of course they can't do of course they can't do that that is the problem we're saying that somehow children can determine their own gender when they can't and this all comes from disney which has well, really shown themselves to be, it's, it's, it's more than just woke, right? It's more than just, well, it's a, it's a business decision. It comes from this idea that only what this small group of elitists think matters. And everybody else who doesn't agree with them is a bigot. And that's how they have to lead the way. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's great to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. That's the number. 833-468-8669. Kira Davis joins us right now. Editor over at Red State. She is also the host of the Just Listen to Yourself podcast uh, yesterday uh, doing this show. And you've done a a fair amount of TV as as well, uh, Kira. You and I have been in this together for a good long time. Uh, I am absolutely positively understand absolutely understand how Megan McCain felt on the view for for all those years it was nuts <laughs> but there's really two stories here and and the first one Kira is this idea of uh the the removal of boys and girls ladies and gentlemen boys and girls that they're removing that they're they're saying that recognizing boys and girls is bigoted and I believe that that's not being inclusive, but being rather exclusive. What say you? Yeah, I mean, we're talking about even they say when they say like, well, what about that small minority in the middle? Or, you know, they're talking about two or three people out of every 10,000, you know, and they want to change the entire social structure uh, and biological structure of this country for um a middle, uh, this imaginary middle, that is really just a few people. And it, it, I, I'm, I'm with you, Tony. Like, I cannot believe that we are at a stage where we have to explain to people that there are boys and there are girls. And, but, but that's where we're at. And so I think really, you know, we've been trying to be nice about things and live and let live, but there are people who don't want the rest of us to live the way we want to live. And, you know, so now it is time to be blunt. 
And I'm sorry that it that biology hurts some people's feelings, but there are boys and there are girls. And that's that, so, that. Yeah, I don't think it's a question of living the way they want us to live. I don't I don't think that that's it. Rather, uh, they have bought into the ideology, the theory that somehow the denoting of a boy or a girl is the thing that that is that's bigoted and speaking somehow in these generalities is the thing that they view as their their loftiest goal, right? Which is inclusion. But it's not inclusive to not recognize facts it is to limit people when you don't recognize facts they're opposed just like katanji brown jackson opposed to the idea that we note that men are not women and women are not men and that boys are boys and girls are girls well yeah no it is exclusionary of course it's not in- inclusion but i think to my point tony i think we're kind of saying the same thing which is they want to exclude us people like us normal people People who believe in biology and tens of thousands of years of human history and everything else that tells that if we look around every day, we see reality that tells us what reality is, that there are men and there are women, that there's a reason for that, that our chromosomes are different. There's a reason for that. There's a reason why it takes a man and a woman to procreate. I mean, all of these things, they are trying to exclude normality. And that's so they don't want us to be living. It's not a live and let live situation. It is it is exclusionary, but it's exclusionary of us. And by us, I mean normal people, which, by the way, if you just identify as a normal person, you're a right wing nut job. Talking to Kira Davis from RedState.com. I also uh, do work at RedState.com and the podcast. Just listen to yourself. You are going to get the crap kicked out of you. For saying normality, you're going to you're going to get abused in ways that are absolutely horrific. But shouldn't the normality be that we don't sexualize children? And this all came up in this uh, second part of the conversation I had uh, there at News Nation. They kept wanting to call the Florida legislation, which is the parental rights and education bill. They kept wanting to call it the don't say gay bill. And I said, it doesn't say don't say gay. Don't call it the don't say gay bill. They yelled at me. You know what we mean. Why can't we just say it? And it kind of proves the point that they're not interested in facts, logic, or reason. They're interested in this kind of make-believe world where they're the good and, and decent ones. Uh, they lie about the things, but the the idea of normal should be that we aren't sexualizing children and when you see people not in favor of this legislation, it kind of seems like they, well, it doesn't say kind of seem, it, 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 it shows that they really want to teach our children these things. You're somebody running for school board uh, there in, in Southern California. You talk to parents all the time. Um, they want their kids sexualized? No. And this, and this is like across the board. This is not left or right issue. This is, I, I have met Tony the last couple of weeks with several different groups of teachers uh, uh, secretly because they didn't want their union to know that they were, you know, looking at this, this conservative candidate. And the one thing I'm hearing from them is like the unions don't understand that they've lost half the teachers because uh, ideologically wise, because these teachers are parents. Also, and so there's the activist class of teachers, but there's also just the people who just like to teach. And those people are parents. 
And they're the ones that are, are being told you have to teach this stuff in the classroom. This goes so much deeper than just like conservative versus liberal or, or inclusion versus exclusion. This is, an, this is an entire war. Like this is an entire battle on, on the very foundation and structure of what makes a healthy society. And there is a group of people in this country who feel that everything that America is based on is wrong and evil. And so they have to oppose that around every corner. The problem is, is that you have to keep getting crazier and crazier to do that because eventually your allies become your enemies because somebody always gets to the point where they're like, whoa, 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 this is too much. Now we're talking about a lot of parents of all ideologies who are going, hang on, this is this is not what I signed up for. This is not, I am a huge supporter of LGBTQ, all of that, but I did not sign up for my child to be learning lessons about sexuality and, and, and gender uh, non-binary vagueness in kindergarten. I just want my kid to be taught they're ABCs. So this is this is a whole big battle that is so much bigger than just what's happening at Disney or whether or not Disney wants to call boys and girls boys and girls. We're actually battling for the soul of our education system, which is a which is a very sturdy leg of of American freedom. And so once you pull that leg out from under America, you know, the stool's not gonna stand for very long. Talking to Kira Davis of RedState.com, the podcast, Just Listen to Yourself. You can get that wherever fine podcasts are are sold. Uh, So in this conversation, because so much of this is based on this, this transgender push, and what I find fascinating is that a transgender push is not about being gay or straight. It's a very, very different thing. And yet people who uh, who are gay get lumped into this conversation as if somehow they even want this conversation. I think that's pretty dang rude uh, uh, on, on part one. But part two is, is Disney's move here. I was told on this panel yesterday that it's all about the money, baby. It's all about making it rain. And the, and the employees were upset and people were upset with what Disney was doing and not standing up. And so they did this to ensure that the, that, that the business stays and the profits stay. The argument was made to me that the Disney customer wants this, right? And it's not even that the Disney customer cares whether you say boys and girls children you know ladies and gentlemen boys and girls or whether they say dreamers of all ages it's not that i i think that that they care but we heard from some of these uh executive producers and executives at disney through the videos that christopher rufo put out and they're talking about the not so secret gay agenda well, are we having a trans conversation or are we having a gay uh, conversation? And what in the world is a not-so-secret gay agenda? How, If you could find a way to make that sound more creepy, you you couldn't. It's just, it, it sounds ridiculous. We're talking about, do you want characters in a story that are purposefully fill, filled with sexuality, or do you want them to just be able to tell a story and tell it well? So the question before us is, you're, you're not too far from, from Anaheim. I don't remember if that's Disneyland or Disney World. I can never keep up with them is this what the disney base wants or is the disney base just so much going to take their kids to star wars and marvel and all the rest that uh disney can do whatever they want and people will still just pay them give them the money i don't know 
And that is what's going to be interesting to to look at and to observe in the coming weeks and months. Because I do live close to Anaheim, which is Disneyland. World is in Florida. Right. And um and yeah, I mean they they are always busy. I mean everybody loves Disney, and and the tickets are expensive. And and Disney's a huge industry. And Disney isn't just Disney World and Disneyland. I mean they own ESPN, they own ABC. You know they make sure that uh, America's Funniest Home Videos never gets canceled. Like they have other things going on. They own a lot of intellectual property. I don't think that this is about their base. I think their base does not like this. I just don't know if people are are so invested in it that they're that they're not willing to give it up. It'll be interesting to see. But I, I'll tell you this: uh, Disney is not listening to to people. They're I mean they're not listening to their customers. That is absolutely it's a lie that their customers want this. There I believe no that to be a hundred percent true. I don't think I think they're listening to five or six other um uh, heads yes. of, of, of of divisions and have no interest in what anything else that's happening. This is very Pauline Kale, you know, uh a tri- the line attributed to her is that re- uh, Nixon wins re-election. I, I don't how did he win? I don't know anybody who voted for Nixon. Everybody in their little group all feels the same way, and they have not branched out to see where everybody else is at. Well, the other thing is I did an episode of my uh, podcast, Just Listen to Yourself, with a CEO named Jeff Webb. He's got a book out about woke capitalism, really good guy to talk to about this stuff. He said something interesting. I mean, this was about a year ago that we had this conversation, but it's always stuck with me. He said, you know, it used to be that who ran – the the boardroom was the the CEO right and the COO and they made ultimately made the decisions that are good for the business but now in corporate America it's not the CEO that really runs the company it's HR so you have all of these HR employees that have come up through our university system and they've taken their uh, social justice courses and their women's studies and their anti-racist uh, certifications and they. You know, they they take all of their training courses. You've seen the training courses you got to sure. take when you, you know, work it. And and they are the ones making the decisions because they're the ones with the power, right? They can bring they can bring an investigation against the CEO for something off color that he said, or maybe a, a woman felt uncomfortable standing next to him for some reason. They have so much power in the companies that effectively the HR departments are running big corporations like Disney these days, not the CEOs. All right. That's a take I'm going to have to digest because I don't think you're wrong. (laughs) I don't, I don't think you're wrong in that uh, at all. Kira Davis, redstate.com, the just listen to yourself podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Got more to get to. I'm Tony Katz. So here's a one-two punch as we've been continuing the conversation about Russia and Ukraine. Of course, don't believe anything that you hear regarding Russia pulling back. Oh, they're going to pull back. Oh, they're going to kind of work their way towards uh, these uh, peace talks. Get it done. Not at all. Pulling out of Ukraine, that was uh, pulling out of Kiev, that's about repositioning. And then they pulled out and then they continued shelling. And engaged in a lot of shelling. Now the reporting is, 
is that Putin is trying to add 134,000 new troops through its spring draft. <laughs> oh, it's a draft. Oh my gosh, that's a that is a lovely level of spin. They're trying to put on it right there. It's a draft. It's not a draft. It's a gun to the head that says you, uniform, go. This uniform doesn't fit. We said go. That's what it is. Everybody knows what it is. What are we all insane? No, a a draft, like somehow this is some righteous thing that people are lining up for and can't wait to, to serve their country. It's all by gunpoint. All by gunpoint. Meanwhile, NBC with this story. Once branded alarmists over Russian fears, Baltic states call for more military support. So you're talking about Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. They're NATO members, allies of the U.S., and they're saying um, being a NATO nation isn't going to be enough. There's absolutely nothing that tells us that Russia is going to stop. Now, Russia borders Estonia and Latvia. Lithuania has a, a, a bit of a, of a buffer uh, there. But that buffers with Belarus, right? So that's not much of, of, of a buffer considering uh, that Belarus is nothing more than a, than a Russian puppet state at this stage of the game. They fear invasion. And if you say, whoa, 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 whoa. Russia couldn't even get through Ukraine. How in the world... Are they going to get through Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania? And the answer is the draft. (laughs) I love that he calls it a draft. The forced conscription. You will serve or will kill your children. Conscription. When you don't care how many of your people die in order to prove your point, you're going to do this. Now, there is some American intelligence that says that Biden, uh, Biden, Putin thinks this is actually going well. He's just, he's, he's being fed false information. He's being lied to. This is, this is an unbelievable mess. And it is an unbelievable mess. But man, it's, uh, doesn't mean he's going to stop. It doesn't mean that he's going to try and do damage utilizing weaponry we don't want used. This is, of course, the fear. Can you fall for it uh, in, in terms of can you just let them take these nations? No. No, it's going to have to get stopped because the guy who isn't stopped just keeps on going. The latest developments, I'll have more. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. In Florida, Republican registrations outpace Democrats by 100,000. There are 100,000 more Republicans registered in Florida than Democrats. You understand why they attack Ron DeSantis morning, noon, and night, right? You understand it, correct? This is exactly why. Because if they can't depend on the opportunity to win Florida, they actually have to go about running races in other places.
100,000. That is a nice cushion, because when you have 100,000 more registrations, Democrats have to at least cheat by 250,000. No? Too soon? Really? Tony Katz, how are you doing? Tony Katz today. Love to hear from you. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. That is the number. That's how you get to be a part of the show. Go on. Ask anything. Ask what you will. I'm happy uh, to answer it. Joe Biden is going to tap the oil reserves. Once again, lying about the problem, blaming it all on Putin, and claiming that releases of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve are the answer. But he's not going to release a set amount. No, he's going to release up to a million barrels of oil per day. That's crazy. That's not what the Petroleum Reserve is all about. The Dow is down 191. The NASDAQ is down 73. This will not ease gas prices. This is nuts. The issue is policy. When we talk about the Keystone Pipeline, you can make the argument that the oil is already coming from Canada. So it's not like the Keystone Pipeline opens up more oil. But what you can argue is it gets to uh, the places, the refineries, faster and easier, and it shows that you have an openness to recognizing the need for energy security. Don't call it energy independence. I've even, you know, I was interested in the idea of energy dominance for a while. How about energy security? That's something we can all agree with. That's a nice, easy way to put it. That's what I'm going with. When you scream and yell that, oh, look at these oil companies, they're not taking advantage of the 9,000... Um, permits that we have out there. It's to be purposeful in not recognizing how the process works and how difficult it is and how much the administration and the woke folk like Joe Biden are working against him. They believe in this idea of green at all costs. They desire green at all costs. They're not upset by high gas prices. They're thrilled by it thrilled by it but there's a political reality we the people are not so joe biden has to mollify we the people you don't do that through through policy changes you do that through token gestures a million barrels of oil a day how many days of of oil do we have there and 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 how much does uh a million barrels get us. There are 568 million barrels of oil in the reserve. So 568 days. We have 568 days worth of a million dollars, a million barrels uh, a day. This is not the answer. This has never been the answer. Strategy is the answer. Sound policy is the answer. And having a Keystone Pipeline shows sound policy and therefore gets people excited about trying things. But an administration that is so absolutely hostile to the concept doesn't have people trying anything. That's what we have. We have an administration that is hostile. So we're clear.
And this is nothing more than a bit of a token gesture. But I guess that's going around a lot lately. Let me share with you Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes is uh, the, the, one of the hosts of the Oscars. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Wanda Sykes because Wanda Sykes is more interested in, in wokeness than she is in comedy. I mean, if you're going to go up there on the, on, on the Oscar stage and lie about the parental rights and education bill in Florida and just start going gay, 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 it's very weird. It's very, very weird. And you're a liar to boot. But Wanda Sykes was very upset with what Will Smith did. The slap. Now, we have some information about it. You know he was asked to leave? Will Smith was asked by the CEO and, and I think it's the president, or no, it was the, Will, the, the CEO of the, of the Academy and the executive producer of, of the uh, award show. He was asked to leave after the slap of Chris Rock, and he said no. He wouldn't leave. Now, let's talk about taking a stand for a moment. According to the, 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 the sources, these two were angry. They were hot. Uh, the screaming at Will Smith's representatives supposedly went on for a while. And they're like, he has to go. Will, you have to leave. And he's like, I'm not leaving. If it was, as has been described, a violation of policy, and you felt you had to do something about it, that it was just just nothing more than, you know, we, we don't allow this. You've got to go. If, if you asked him to leave and he doesn't leave, why are you continuing with the show? Stop the show. Hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm, I'm the uh, CEO of the Academy. Uh, well, we're not going to go on with the show until you leave. You can't be slapping people. No matter how you feel, you got to go. And that whole story I just told you, according to the New York Post, less than an hour ago, it never happened. The reporting was was that the Academy asked him to leave and was infuriated that he wouldn't. But according to people over at TMZ, uh, sources claim that a consensus was never actually reached because the officials were split about how to handle the situation. So now, here you have the Academy trying to put out that they asked him to leave, trying to throw the, the, the whole thing on to Will Smith, but you heard my take. The minute I heard that story, whoa, whoa, whoa. If he doesn't leave, you're the Academy. Stop the production. Make him leave. That's how you do it. You don't go on until he leaves. You don't continue until he leaves. The show doesn't go on. The show comes to a complete and grinding halt. He's got to go. But now we're hearing that maybe that isn't what happened. Now we're hearing, as of reporting just an hour ago, that maybe they didn't ask him to leave. So they were posturing. That brings us to Wanda Sykes. Because Wanda Sykes was doing some posturing when she went on to Ellen's show and talked about what happened. And I just felt so awful for my, my friend, you know, Chris. And, uh, it, and it, was, it was sickening. It was absolutely, I physically felt ill. Lost the audio. I hate when that happens. 
Don't know what happened. Sorry. She's sickened by it. She's disgusted by it. Oh, my goodness. How could Will Smith do this? I couldn't believe it. I can't believe they didn't throw him out. Same conversation applies. You're the host. Tell him to leave. Tell him to leave. I don't know why you didn't do it. I have no idea why you didn't do it. I think you're going on Ellen just to posture. That's all it is. Nothing more than posturing. What you have to do is speak from the heart. You have to speak clearly and openly. You know, like Joe and Kamala. Harris Biden administration. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. Got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go. You know the you know the thing. Say it ain't so, Joe. We need one for Kamala Harris, there, producer Ari. We clearly need one for Kamala Harris because it's gotten ridiculous. It has gotten absolutely ridiculous, the word salad that is Kamala Harris day in and day out. <laughs> now, you could say to me, Tony, we, 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 we've heard the word salads. We know that Kamala Harris sounds uh, ridiculous. We know that she engages just, like, not a rational thought in her mind. Governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. And we thought that was the zenith, right? That that was it. Oh, please, people. Please. You think Kamala Harris is done? She ain't done. We also recognize, just as it has been in the United States for Jamaica, one of the issues that has been presented as an issue that is economic in the way of its impact has been the pandemic. So to that end, we are announcing today also that we will assist Jamaica in COVID recovery um, by assisting in terms of the recovery efforts in Jamaica that have been essential to, I believe, what is necessary to strengthen not only uh, the, the, the issue of public health, but also the economy. Don't you feel better? You think that this person, this woman, could ever be president of the United States and, feel, and you'd feel comfortable? She's just not capable. She cannot carry a conversation. She is 100% incapable. It's stunning. Absolutely, positively stunning. Now, there were a couple of things that I didn't get to yesterday that I wanted to. Uh, maybe, oh, wait, was this? No, this one was from today. This one was from today. Oh, I'm going to save that one for later. This one was the White House Communications Director, Kate Bedingfield. She's in for uh, uh, 
Jen Psaki, who has COVID and I guess is still in recovery. Uh, this this was a doozy. Her take on the economy. On the economy, uh, the yield curve for the ten-year Treasury note has inverted. Uh, historically, this is viewed as a sign that investors are pessimistic about the long-term view of the economy and they expect a recession is nearing. So, um, can you tell us what the White House believes is the prospects for recession nearing and how concerned you might be about? Them? Sure. Uh, so, you know, as Chairman Powell said after the last Fed meeting, all signs are that this is a strong economy and the probability of a recession within the next year is not particularly elevated. Uh, our team looks at a broad range of indicators to understand the health of the economy now and going forward. Uh, this is one, but there are many, many others. Uh, and the other important indicators to, uh, to include as we are assessing uh, where the economy stands um, are things that, frankly, because of the president's economic plan, uh, you know, we're able to confront from a position of strength. So that's, for example, the fastest economic growth in nearly 40 years, a record 7.4 million jobs created, the fastest decrease in unemployment on record to 3.8 percent, and the first major economy to return to pre-pandemic levels. May we just stop for a moment and recognize that the Biden administration has not, has not created a single job people going back to work is not job creation that they try and take credit for this is well ugly the decrease of unemployment to 3.8 percent would be great if it actually jived with the amount of people who have left the labor force because it doesn't jive with the 11.4 million open jobs it doesn't jive with the amount of quits on record It doesn't. And we have uh, an economist who joins us from time to time, Dr. Matt Will at the University of Indianapolis, who absolutely believes that uh, a recession is is playing this way when you take a look at an inverted yield curve and some of the other factors going on. The possibility strong of stagflation. The economy is not in great shape. I would rather it was. We'd be better off. I don't need a bad economy to know that Joe Biden ain't my guy. But we're not making it better by drip, drip, dripping oil in from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. We're not making it better when people talk about giving stimulus checks to help people pay for gas, which is going to put more cash into the system. We're not making anything better, guys. That's why it's all a policy conversation. And lying about what's happening doesn't help. And there are people talking about impeaching Joe Biden. You impeach Joe Biden, and what you end up with is this. We also recognize, just as it has been in the United States for Jamaica, one of the issues that has been presented as an issue that is economic in the way of its impact has been the pandemic. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wait till 2024 with a win in 2022. That's my, that's my plan. I'm Tony Katz.